3: Hello, everybody. Thank you for the introduction, my beautiful boo, Princess Nemo Fu. I thank you for my virtual audience. I appreciate that. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk, B-O-C-R-T-W 1964 Real Talk. Welcome to today's show. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening and, and night, literally. This is early in the morning. Welcome to this show. Now, first of all, I just want to make a little quick announcement before I get to the uh, the subject that I want to talk about, uh, this topic that I want to get into. The new year, Lord's Willing, is coming up. And we, we like to make New Year's resolutions and different things like that. I don't make resolutions and nothing like that. If I just make it to say year, nothing, I just thank God for getting me through the whole year. And I try to make plans for the following year when I get through that year. And I think that should be the format that a lot of us, especially as believers, should focus on going into this new year. I have uh, quite a few things that uh, that I would be doing in, in the new year, and I would be getting into more different type of topics and more controversial subjects and more controversial teachings. But also, I would like to get more into a salvation message and Bible teaching and Bible study messages, which you will find on Connecting the Dots. So, the ones that listen to my podcast on Body of Christ Real Talk, please, uh, Real Talk, please remember that I do have a Bible study podcast. If you are saved, whether you're old or new or whatever, if you are saved and you want to get deeply into the Word of God more, starting next year, uh, tune into Body of. Up- Christ real talk, you know, for uh opening different things about different topics and different subjects. But if you want Bible study after salvation, you will have to go to my other podcast, which is Connecting the Was is strictly uh Bible study. I will be getting into more verse by verse Bible studying and I will get 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 into Uh, different topics that's in the Bible that's pertaining to the body of Christ, what's for us today and what's not for the church today. I will get more in detail between the difference between prophecy and mystery, Israel's program, the Kingdom of the Heaven program, and the Body of Christ program, which is the body of the gospel, the body of the Christ, the the gospel of the grace of God. And fumbling all my words, sorry about that, but uh, I will be getting more into that on both uh podcast connecting the dots and body of christ real talk okay so i will get i would begin into further announcements what's going to be going on going into the following year year because i have quite a few subjects and topics that i want to talk about okay today or tonight or wherever you're at i wanna talk about something that really bothered me and many of you if you know you know, if you listen to my podcast, I don't like to really put down other ministers or dump on a lot of other ministers or call no one false teachers or false preachers unless it's really verified. y'all, what do you mean by that? Uh, we need to be very, very careful when we call certain ministers and certain teachers false teachers or a false prophet. Now, first of all, we we. It's not right to call a, 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 a man or a woman or whatever a false teacher or a false prophet because we differ, disagree on different doctrines or different subjects. I want to put that out there right now. is we, we walk on a slippery slope when we do do that, you know, calling someone a, a false prophet or a false teacher. At least myself, I try to be very careful about doing that when I call somebody, if I'm going to call somebody or presume that they're a false teacher or a false prophet. We need to be careful. Uh, Disagreements on doctrines or the way we do things and the way we present the gospel, it, it could be a very serious issue. But to call someone a false prophet or a false teacher because Either they don't understand or I don't understand, or you know, or uh, uh, we just have different opinions when it comes to the Word of God, or we have different interpretations, you know when it comes to the Word of God. And I don't call a person a false prophet or a false teacher if they' are doing it out of ignorance. Let me say that again. I, I myself do not call nobody a false, false prophet or false teacher if they're doing it out of ignorance. Ignorance meaning they not they don't know. They really think they're teaching the truth of God. They really think they're uh, teaching the true gospel of the word of God. And they might be wrong. But to test a person. In my opinion, if they're teaching a true doctrine of God, it's not only from the Word of God compared to the Word of God and compared to the Scriptures, but are they open to be corrected? If they're somewhat open to be corrected and uh and look at the Scriptures and you know willing to listen to someone that can guide them the right way, then. I- I feel that they was thrown out of ignorance and they didn't know. They really want to know what the Word of God is saying and what the Word of God is really means. It might take them some time because traditions are so hard to break. Denominational and upbringing Bible or Christian teaching traditions are very hard to break. I know it by experience, and I'm sure a lot of others that listen to my podcast and other podcasters know that. So we need to give people time to break out of that traditional stronghold that they're in. So therefore, but if a person is teaching a certain doctrine or so-called gospel, and he know he has been rebuked, and people have wrote to him, and they get stronger, and they don't, and they help, and they really hold down on their teachings, and they do not want to change, and they keep getting deeper and deeper in the mold of their false teaching. Then I will consider them a false teaching, a false prophet, because I know they know better now, but they just choose to do what they're going to do. See, that's the difference when I just call somebody false. If you continue to teach wrong doctrine, you have been checked and you have been probably somewhat rebuked. and You been—you know, you've just been called to someone talk to you about it like a lot of ministers have. And they start off saying, yeah, you got the point right there, but they go right back into it. Their motive is not so much for the word of God. I'm going to just be honest with you. It's for their own gain. It's for their own feelings. It's for their own emotions and stuff like that. So those to me are considered false teachers and false prophets. First of all, you know, they're using so-called gifts that's not, you know, around anymore. They saying they have all this. God is talking to them. God is doing that. No, you that's a lie. Those are false teachers and false prophets saying things in God's name. You are a false prophet saying things that ain't coming to par Even for yourself and other people, you are a false prophet and false teacher. I'm going to do a teaching on that and false prophets. What does God, uh, how did God, and how did God judge a person that's a false prophet? And what the Bible has to say, what are the signs and uh, and stuff like that for a person to be a false prophet, you know? So I'm, I'm going to do a teaching on that myself. Now, the reason I'm talking about this This minister, like I said, I don't really get into ministers. There's a lot of people on YouTube, you know, that really gets into these ministers and they put them out there and they let them know that they're false teachers or false prophets. I don't have too much wrong. I don't have nothing against that, really. If, you know, they are really false teachers and they're really uh, presenting God's word and a boldly false way and they're not willing to change or get it together or whatever like that. Yes. But if it's just difference on doctrine, no, I would not. But a lot of people, uh, this message that I'm going to let you hear is from a famous word of faith teacher, preacher, whatever you want to call him. And the sad thing about it, I used to listen to this preacher a lot. He, man, he, guys are, the guy's funny. He's very funny. I mean, I mean, this guy is Cajun Louisiana type funny guy. You know, if that's that's the best way I could put it. Uh, His name is Jesse Duplantis. Now, a lot of you probably heard of Jesse Duplantis. A lot of you probably listened to Jesse Duplantis. He's one of the Word of Faith. Preachers with the Kenneth Copeland, the Cruffalo Dollars, the Jerry Savelle. I mentioned those because they, those, they, when I was in the Word of Faith movement, they had a little certain group that mostly was uh, hung around each other Cruffalo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Jerry Savelle, and Kenneth Copeland. They all like, Branched off, and I'm not saying he started them doing this, but they all like branched off from Kenneth Hagen and et cetera and stuff like that. But Kenneth Copeland, Jesse Duplantis, Jerry Saville, and Cruffalo Dollar, those four just seem to just entwine with each other and everything. And they just mostly minister and preach and present their gospel the same way the prosperity message and the, uh, the healing message, or whatever like that you want to call it. Uh, different than Benny Hanna and Joyce and all, and they all are a word of faith teachers. But I'm just mentioning, mention <clears throat> making mention of those four: Cruffalo Dollar, Jerry Seville, Jesse Duplantis, and uh, Kenneth Copeland. Now, the one I want to talk about today, and I'm not going to be talking about all the ministers. You can look on YouTube and find so many people, uh, you know, putting their input and what they feel about certain uh, false teachers or ministers, you know. But I want to talk about this minister or this so-called man of God, if he really is a man of God I really don't think so now I used to be a follower of Jesse the Planets and whatever like that I, I listened to Jesse the Planets over Copeland Dollar and Dollar I never really got into Cruffalo Dollar, I never really got into Kenneth Copeland you know I never really got into it. once in a while I listened to Jerry Savelle I thought he was one of the more low key ones than the rest of the three I, He he was a word, he's a word of faith teacher as well but I didn't see him more. I didn't see him as being that extreme as Kenneth Copeland and Cruffalo Dollar and Jesse Duplantis. And I listen to Jesse Duplantis more than all of because of his, his gift of laughter, making you laugh. He was pretty funny. Well, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to get right into this last message. Jesse Duplantis is known of saying some outrageous things, not only outrageous, but just straight out lies. That would be straight out, straight out lies. And the sad thing about it, and the scary thing about it, I don't know if he know he's doing it, or he really believe it, or he's just doing it for money and entertainment. You know, I don't. I really don't know. I don't. I don't know Jesse's motive. But I know the things he's saying is not the word of God. You know, and the reason I can say that because even when I was following him, I used to, he used to say some outrageous things, and I used to say, "Wow," you know. He used to make. Jesus looked like we, Jesus needed us more than we needed him. And I got that a lot from Jesse Duplantis and somewhat Copeland, even though I don't listen to Copeland a lot. But Jesse always made it seem like God really needed him for things to move, you know. Whether he was doing that purposely or not, I don't know. But I got that out of Jesse Duplantis teaching or preaching, whether he's preaching or in fact that the Jesus and something like that, it was pretty funny, or whether he was teaching. But one thing I had to catch myself with later on down the line, once I started learning the word of God more and more myself rightly divided, I started noticing and discerning the false messages and the false teaching that Jesse was preaching. You know, and I, it was a while ago before I, f- I found out that, but you know, listening to myself. I'm the type I like, to li- I like to listen to people myself. I get burnt too much by going about what somebody else said, and they used to say something about a certain minister, and I didn't see the same thing that they seen. A lot of times they just disagreed on that doctrine. But when you're really out there and you really saying some false things like old standing and a lot of them do sometimes, and they're saying God is going to do this, God said this, that's false teaching. And you know you've been talked to and I know people probably have reached out to you and told you about that, checking your doctrine, and you still hard-hitting and stubborn and still preach it, then you are a false teacher. You're a false prophet in my book. In my book, you know, and I try to line it up with God, how God considers a person being a false prophet and the Bible. That's how I look at, before I call somebody a false prophet, a false teacher. I give them a chance and I listen to them. I say, yes, yeah, not the word of God. When they don't do no changing and they get deep and deeper. And I say, man, they got to know this. I, if they read the Bible, which I question, what are they reading? What are they getting this stuff from? Are they possessed or whatever like that, or is it just for the profit or what? I don't know their motive. God knows. But I know it's a lot of false teaching that's coming out of some of these ministers' mouths. Now, back to Jesse Duplantis. I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not putting myself out there that I'm no more than him, that I'm better or anything like that, or I'm a Bible scholar or theologian. But even a baby Christian and a, a new believer in Christ should be able to understand basic false doctrine when a person is just exaggerating and lying that it's not the word of God. If they literally, if they literally exegesis, study the word of God. Now, remember, I always put emphasis on study the word of God, not just read, because you just read God's word. It's easy for you to get deceived because you don't study. It, it takes context. It's, it takes who the author is talking to. It takes what people is talking to. It takes certain word meanings. You need to understand a different thing. You just can't read the Bible and understand the Bible. If you are just a Bible reader, not everybody now, but if you're basically just a Bible reader and you don't study the Bible, it's more easily for you to get deceived by anyone's teaching, even mine's. You know, I'm not saying I'm deceiving no more, but I'm just saying, you know, understand it and it's easy to be deceived. You start just putting your own meaning into the word of God or you start listening to other ones, other other teachers that put their own meaning or they add to it, you know, the, or they Jesus, the Bible, the depth. I mean, they add, they add their own to it or they spiritual spiritualize the word of God or they use a lot of allegories. You know, stuff like that. They don't do no context or, you know, a word for word study. They don't do, you know, they don't try to present the Bible like it's supposed to be read. You know, the Bible is difficult enough just starting off reading when you are reading it when you're a young believer. That's why you have to learn how to study the Bible. And then the reading will become more open to you. And then it won't be so easy for you to be deceived, you know. Or Hunter Winker bamboozled by all type of wrong doctrine or false prophet doctrine. You you follow what I'm saying. Now let me get right into this. This message that Jesse DePlant is not just I I seen snippets on it. And I heard a few uh ministers, uh Justin Peters is as well known. He always rebuke and gets on false teaching and everything. Justin Peterson, a good teacher, you know. And he was, he had his little, I listened to a, a couple uh, guys that had their, uh, input on this message that Jesse Duplantis pre- preached Christmas. Uh, I think it was the 22nd, I believe. It was a Christmas special or something like that. And, they ha- and and it's all on YouTube. You can find this yourself. You can find this message yourself. He's been hit hard a lot on YouTube for this message. And I'm just straight out calling it false messages that he's teaching. And I really don't say that about them like that unless they really preach a false message. messages. And I'm going to put you out there. I'm not going to talk about everybody on my show. That's, that's not my calling, I believe. That's not what I do. I lead up for others, you know. But if I see hear something, or I hear somebody say something about a minister, a lot of times. I go right through it. I say, well, here's another one. I already know about old stain and all that. I don't have to keep hitting that. Let me just keep getting the word out and try to uh, teach God's word, rightly divided, and get people saved. I'm like Les Feldick. That's my main thing. I'm not here to just get into uh, false teachers or whatever like that. They're going to be exposed anyway unless otherwise noted within my spirit that I need to talk about this. Now, I feel that I do. Uh, because his message, this message that I'm going to let you listen to yourself word by word is very deceptive. Now it might sound good. And, uh, it's a take tic- Jesse Duplantis, like I said, is a uh, ear scratching. The Bible talks about itching ears. He appeases to the itching ears, people, people that majority of people, I believe that go to his church. And a lot of them have probably been going to his church for years are used to his messages. Evidently, they like it. They might disagree, but he makes them laugh. Like I say, he's very funny. You can get caught up in his jokes and then miss his message. You can get caught up in his jokes and his laughter and be deceived of the scriptures he's quoting. He tells a lot of stories, outrageous stories, but they are funny. He has a problem. Said Jesus talked to me. God, man, God talked to this guy every day. I'm like Justin Peters. Man, God talked to this guy every day. If you listen to Justin Peters, it's always God said this or the Spirit told him. It's like he's so special. He said he's so special. God just talked to him a lot. That's what I get out of him. It's kind of a, he's funny, but it's arrogance at the same time. Like he's got the special, what they call anointing, or. You know, and God is so attracted to him. God just got to be around him and tell him anything and tell him not anything, but tell him everything. That's what I get out of the arrogance and the, of Jesse the plan is you will get caught up in his, you know, laughing and his jokes and his stories. And miss and won't even pay attention is if he's quoting the scriptures correctly so you need to be careful when you listen to ministers like Jesse DePlantis or even ministers that make you laugh a lot you know remember this Satan comes as an angel of light and I'm not calling Jesse DePlantis a Satan but I I am gonna say this boldly Jesse DePlantis is preaching false doctrine if you heard about Jesse the Planets, uh, I think he wrote a book about it. Not literally, he wrote it, but his story about that when he went to heaven, he uh, he went to heaven was uh, I can't even stomach that too much because when I first heard it, it just felt like I seen Jesse the more special than Jesus. He made heaven and Jesus look so weak, like Jesus can't do without us. And you got to remember, Jesse DePlantis and cruffalo they believe in that they're gods or little gods. And I'm a I'ma do a teaching on where they probably got there from. I'm not sure, but what the Bible talks about gods, uh men being gods, and I'ma I'm gonna I'm a give a, a study and a teaching on that later on down the line. But what I want want you to do, and I want you to be the judge yourself, and once in a while I'm gonna be stopping And I'm going to give uh, just give you some uh, opinion what I feel that he's messing up on or what was going wrong already. But I want you to do the same thing. okay? whoever's listening to this podcast, I don't care who you are. But it's well, yes, I do. I do care. A believer, a Christian. Someone that's in the body of Christ. This is very important. Someone that's in the body of Christ, because you should have more of a discernment. Your spirit, man, has been awakened. And if you are a Bible studier and you read the word of God, you don't have to know everything from front front and back when it comes to the Bible. But you understand basic doctrine of what God says in his word. A layman should understand it. A layman believer, not an unbeliever, but a layman believer should understand this. So this message is mainly for a believer, a Christian that's in the body of Christ. Everybody else is still welcome. But if you hear this message, and you're not a believer, you know, you can't really catch what he's messing up on if you don't read the Word of God. If you're just tuning in and you don't read the Word of God, you won't get this. You won't know if he's preaching uh, false doctrine or not. (laughs)
4: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
2: Ch-ch-chumba.
4: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Because you're not saved and you don't read the Bible enough, you know or let alone study it, but so I'm talking to believers. If you're not a studier of the Bible, you still might say, what is he saying wrong? I don't see nothing wrong. It's because you don't study the Bible. You just read it. Or you might be a follower of Mr. DePlantis or Jesse DePlantis. But anyway, let me let you be the judge of yourself. And then I'm going to be giving my comments all through his message, but I want you to hear his message himself. I heard nitpicks and tippets from Justin Peters and other people. But me, I like to see it myself. I like to hear a person myself. They accused him of saying things. I said, well, yeah, he sounds like he's saying that, but let me see the whole video so I can see what's going on. I like to judge things for myself before I put an opinion. I don't want to follow nobody else's opinion because they're knocking somebody. I like to see the video for myself. I'm I'm not a bandwagon follower. I like to see the video myself so I can put my own input on it and come out with my own judgment, trying to light it up the best way I can with the word of God. And I'm going to tell you right now, for even from the beginning of his message, he already is going to let feel He's already out of the word of God. Because, but you can get easily caught up in that. You might not see it if you're not a believer. And if you're a believer, you don't study the Word of God, you still could be deceived by messages like this. So let's get into this. Let me find it. This is Jesse DePlanis. The name of this message that you're going to hear. Let me turn off. Uh, I gotta turn my speaker back on so I think you get a better hearing on this speaker, okay? Listen very carefully. This is Jesse DePlantis. It's called The Gift of Jesus Gave. Might be
1: too
4: loud.
5: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And, and together, yes, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. What a blessing <laughs> of God it is. We got a sermon that you're going to really enjoy yes. entitled The Gift That Jesus Gave to His Father. Uh-huh. You know, Jesus is a giver. Praise oh, God. God's Hallelujah. Right. And you are a gift that Jesus gave to His Dad.
3: You right. are Jesus' gift. See, I got to stop him already. He said, Joe, what are you stopping right now for? First of all, Jesus didn't give us to God. God gave us Jesus. We are the gift to Jesus. Jesus didn't give us to God. See, that's already a false statement. A lot of you that don't read the Bible, study the Bible, won't catch that. But we are a gift to Jesus. If you read the Bible from the Old Testament, from the kingdom gospel and all that, through the teachings of Paul, you will see that we are a gift from God to Jesus. Jesus didn't give us to God. Okay, so I don't know if that's a mistake he's making or is he doing it on purpose? Let's find out.
5: This gift, yes, you are the very desire of God the Father's heart. Yeah, that makes me
0: so happy when I think about that and the fact that we're spreading the joy of Jesus all over the world today because of Christmas.
5: The joy of the Lord is our strength. So let's go into this wonderful message, the gift that jesus gave to his father and remember it's us so watch this be blessed my lord shout you are a good gift today i I was uh well actually last week i was thinking about it and the lord said i want you to preach that december partner letter Now, when the lord tell me to do something i'm gonna do what
3: he said okay Mistake two that I see, at, the, his sermon, have, have, he, there's so many holes in his sermon. There he go. He always start off what the Lord told him. Now, he said the Lord told him to preach this certain sermon. The Lord told him to do this. Like a lot of you probably say, Joe, he ain't saying nothing wrong. God speaks to you. I, I, that, that takes another speaking, another teaching. But just listen to him this is the, this is Jesse Deplan's style copeland does this a lot too but this is Jesse Jesse Deplan's style it's always the lord told him to do something but watch what he says after this it always seemed like when the lord told him to do something he always hesitated to do it it's just when you see a person's a person's format and Justin Peterson Peters helped me to catch on to this because I never really too much paid attention. But Jesse does. When he said the Lord told him to do something, it always seems like he tried to act like he was reluctant to do it, like he was so deep and crazy. He was reluctant to do it. So, But that's the picture that Jesse the Planets always start off with. So that's a fake pitch. I'm letting you know right now if you listen to Jesse the Planets. Okay, let me continue.
5: But I can't do it unless I'm dressed properly. So... Just watch
3: what's going to happen here. People laughing already. They're not listening to his message too much.
5: Made me look good there, Christine. I need all the help I can get.
3: Now, what he's doing now, the reason I keep interrupting, because it's a video. I want you to look for that video. It's called The Gift That Jesus Gave His Father. The gift that Jesus gave his father by Jesse Duplantis. And the reason it's quiet now, they're laughing. Remember what he said. He has a message that God has a message that he want him to preach. That God was impressed with, I guess. That's what. <laughs> and now this lady is putting on, she's putting a, a red gift, what they call that, over him. It's like it's like a, like a bow when you put over a gift, like a Christmas gift. She's putting that over Jesse because Jesse said God wants him to be dressed for this part. You see, this is that Jesse deal. He exaggerates everything. He might see, look at it as a joke, but people laughing and they're not paying attention. It's almost like blasphemy. He's saying God told him to do this. He, I don't know if he's serious or not but he's the way it goes he can lead people astray because you got a lot of gullible people out there really believe that God is talking to his man literally like that like I'm talking to somebody else human okay here we go
5: you think I'm going to win the pageant? fix it, do it right this is uh, Kathy's sister, Christine hallelujah, thank you well, why are you doing this? I'm a gift. Yes. I want to talk about the gift that Jesus gave to his father. In the eon times of the past, when God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost were in solitude because there was nothing but them. The father had a thought. He had
3: Okay, this is another lying story from Jesse Duplantis. What I what what do I mean by that? Why are you going to call this man a liar? This is what I'm saying. Jesse does stories like this. He makes a story. And he says, okay, God is going to do this. God was sitting this like this. Jesus was sitting here, and we was having a talk. And Jesus said this. See, these are what they call these. These are stories that uh, Jesse Duplantis, Duplantis makes up out of his head rather because he don't be reading on no notes and nothing like that. It's, he's a good storyteller. There's a difference between a man of God proclaiming God's word and a storyteller. You don't want to get confused on a storyteller and a man that's proclaiming the word of God. Jesse always have a story. It's not true. But it's a story and it sounds good, but the people don't know it's true because remember God talks to Jesse and Jesse got some deep, deep, deep discernment that only seeing Jesse seems to know about, you know, but let me let, he's going to give a story. The story is not real, but you know, a lot of people don't know that it's not real, but this, this is what Jesse do. He's a storyteller.
5: Started creating angels and seraphims and cherubims and archangels and the wheel within the wheel and the wonderful wonderful things that he did he created this place called heaven i call it planet heaven where the throne would be in the center paradise would be around the throne the new jerusalem would be actually around the throne in paradise around the new jerusalem but god is such a god of love because he created many many servants he decided to make us so they had a business meeting God the father God the son God the holy ghost and the father said i'm create a species called man
3: okay you getting it now the ones that are listening to this this is not biblical this is not something he read from the Bible. This is a storytelling, okay? It's almost like an allegory. Now, what all he is saying is not in the Bible at all. That God had a business meeting, et cetera, et cetera. Remember this. This is storytelling. So don't think it's out of the Bible. This is this I'm I'm doing this because I want the ones that don't read the Bible or just listening to this show. Or young believers, if you don't read the Bible. That's why it's important to study the Bible. He's telling a story. He always exaggerates a story. It's not a real story and it's not out of the Bible. Okay, I want you to know that right now, okay? All right. I'm going to
5: create him in our image and in our likeness. And I'm going to give him the same dominion that I have. So he can act like me, talk like me, smell like me, be like me.
3: Now I'm like Justin on that. Okay, he said, this story, they sitting at, at a meeting. And it's a business meeting. God is going to create man. I am going to put it in a layman' turn, and He's going to have dominion like me or like us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you are Triune or Godhead or Trinity believer, God's a son. and I am going to make them like me. He's going to have dominion. Like me, he talk like me, you know, act like me, and smell like me. Now, where you get that smell? I don't know what he you mean by smell. What do you mean, God, smell God? How do God smell? Or is he talking about how God smells things? I don't know, but it's, it's still outrageous. It's still outrageous. Remember, you would know what
1: Jesse is going
0: With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com.
4: That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Go on, and Kenneth Copeland and the Creflos when they do that, because remember, in their ministry, they believe they are gods. They believe they are little gods. They really do. That's part of their ministry. So I'm just giving you a head start so you can understand where he's going, why he say things like that, okay?
5: And I'm not going to make him a servant, but he will serve. I'm going to make him sons and daughters. I'm putting them in the family. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Ghost, and you. See, as a family... But something's going to happen because I want to give them something called free will. I want to know if they'll really love me. And you don't really know that unless someone has the ability to reject you. Say they have to freely love you. And as the meeting was going on, the father revealed to the son, Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit, the pureness of who God is. He said, they're going to mess up. They're going to sin. And you know, Jesus, I can't touch sin. Sins can never be a part of me. And the Holy Spirit spoke up and said,
3: neither can I. Okay. Is that biblical? A lot of us heard those terms that God cannot just get said. We heard those things. But Jesse is talking like that he, he was at this, you know, even heard God even say that. What, he, what is this story? He don't even open up and just say, this is just a story. This is just fictional. He just comes out, bam, in your face saying these things. That's why I don't know if this man is, I believe, he's deceived. And he really believes what he's saying. Oh, he's so much caught up in this story. He's almost like a motivational story. It's like almost like Joe Osteen They stop making up stuff, you know. But it always seemed like the most important thing that the story is about is us, me and you, not so much Jesus, but it's so much is me and you. And that's what this story is leading to as a gift. It's all, their ministry is always about us. It's always about what God is going to do for us. And that's, that's how his pitch and all of his ministries are. And it's not, it's really fake. It's really fake, you know, because it's all about Jesus. It's not about me and you. Yes, we are saved by Christ, but everything else is of Christ, of Jesus It's not about, it's about him, what he done for us, not what we done for him. See, it's about when he said at the beginning that uh, Jesus gave God, he gave us to God forgive. No, he didn't. God gave us to Jesus. So if you don't catch that. You go. It's easy to miss that if you don't read your Bible, if you don't study your Bible. So just remember the reason I keep interrupting like this, or so for the uh, the ones that don't understand it, why I call him a false teacher because he's do this too much and he doesn't, and he always try to blame somebody, get mad at somebody. That tells me, and you're going to notice. He said people get mad, people say this and people say that. When I, do. yeah, evidently. He get bad letters. Evidently, he get bad emails or whatever like this, because people telling him it's wrong and it's not in the Bible. But he try to make it seem like the ones that say something wrong against his teaching, you know, they don't know God as good as him or they don't know the Bible. Like couple and them do. They don't know the Bible. If you disagree, you don't know the Bible. You don't know where you're at in the Bible. Now he don't know. <laughs> so let me let, me, let me let him finish, okay, being fair.
5: But I love these people because they are the gift of my heart.
3: Now remember, this ain't God Jesus talking. This is a fake story.
5: He said, Lord, send me. I will die for these people
3: because he's... Now what he's doing, and I'm not calling him Satan. Don't get me wrong. What he's doing, he's adding some truths with a story that's not true. It's like Satan added a little bit of truth when he tricked Eve and all that. Satan does the same thing. And I'm not calling him the devil and i calling him Satan. But the, the, what Jesse does, he used a few of the Bible verses or a few scriptures from the Bible and he puts it in his own made up story. So people could say, yeah, that is in the Bible. Yeah, uh, Jesus did say you sent me, but he adds more to it. And you know what God says about adding to his word. Jesse does this a lot. And he does it with confidence. That's scary. Let me let him finish.
5: As you see, redemption was not an idle thought. It was before the foundations of the earth. And I will bring them to you. Because for all eternity upon eternities, I've just been waiting to give you something, Father. And I just found out what it is. You sent me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But I'm going to turn this thing around and I'm going to give every person back to you as my gift to you for being my father.
3: Now, you can search the Bible. Is that in the Bible? He, he quoted that. Remember I said he quotes scriptures for God, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for whosoever believes in him should not perish by have everlasting life. He didn't say the full verse. Nothing wrong with that. But he said, Jesus said, I'm going to reverse that and I'm going to give them to you for a gift. Now, that's not in the Bible. And if it is, you comment and you let me know where it is in the Bible. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm missing something. I always try to be fair. But far as I know, that's not in the Bible. Jesus never says that. Okay? He always obeyed. What the, he said, whatever me and my father do, we're as one. Ain't no, I'm going to reverse it. Or nothing like that. It's whatever God said, Jesus agreed upon. Because what? They are one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Ain't no, okay, but what Father, what about this? I'm going to make it like this. You know, if you listen to Jesse, you would think, you know, uh, OK, let me let, let me just let him finish because I, I get all tied up and I don't want to say the wrong thing or misquote him. But let, let me let him finish. OK.
5: So when you get born again, you're a baby Christian. And Jesus takes you upstairs and says, Father, what do you think?
3: Listen to this.
5: And Father says, Wow, they look just like you, Jesus. Well, you made us them in the, our image and our likeness. I want to talk about the gift.
3: Okay. Image and likeness. Did the Bible say that? Yes. Not the way JSC is presenting it, though. When Jesse said, Jesus said, Oh, Father, look what I'm going to give you. He was holding his hands up like he's holding a baby. And God said, oh, Jesus, wow, he looks just like you. Then he went to the likeness and the image. Now, first of all, when the Bible talks about likeness and image, it doesn't mean you look alike. It doesn't mean you physically look alike. Now, what Jesse talking, you would think he's talking about physically looking like Creflo does that, too. But he's not talking about that. He's just talking about the attributes of God. He's not talking about the power of God. He's saying his image, you know, whatever. Don't look at it in a physical way of looking physically or whatever like that. So I want my listeners, don't get confused on that. No, God is not talking about you. Because if you listen to Jesse it would seem like that we look like God or we look like Jesus. And people today don't know who G- what Jesus looked like. But he was saying, God was saying, yeah, they look just like you. That's not in the Bible, okay? Remember, what he just said is not in the Bible. This is one of his made-up stories. He's good at this.
5: That Jesus gave. You are the gift. So when someone tells you you're not worthy, put on your boat. Amen. <laughs> Put on your sash and say, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm the gift that Jesus gave to his father. And they still proclaiming it across the universe of universes. Now we know there's possibly multiple universes. And yet God almighty flung them with his hands. The galaxies, the stars, the moons. But he kept us he gave a message called the Gospel of Grace to the Apostle Paul. And he said, through this grace, they'll all come to the knowledge of who I am. Because I don't lose, lose gifts. But I want to wrap them real well. I want them to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Blessed going in and blessed going out.
3: Okay, for the ones that listen to. My teachers and other teachers about rightly dividing, he's already mixing the Bible verses up. He's putting two different type of dispensations together. Old Testament, law, kingdom with Paul's gospel of grace. You have to catch that. That tells me he doesn't know what he's talking about. See, you can't put Paul's ministry and the kingdom ministry and the Old Testament ministry all in one bucket because those two different programs But Jesse, if you don't catch these ministers or these type of false teachers, they would do this all the time. They would put the Bible all in one pot. That's why people are confused today. You can't be teaching about Paul and teaching about the earthly ministry of Jesus and the 12 disciples and go back to Moses and go to Jeremiah and just put them all in one bucket. And people wonder what's going on. They get confused and they wonder why those things don't happen in their life because it ain't meant for you. You have to dispensationally excuse me, to rightly divide the Bible Jesse does not do that Kenneth and none of them does not do that they just put everything in one book and they say everything see they believe everything in the Bible even though they don't say that I can't accuse them of that but their teaching will have you to believe that everything in the Bible is for the Christian Israel's blessings and the body of Christ's blessings is all for the Christian the believer which is not true that's not the Bible Let me get back to it.
5: I want them to understand the Genesis plan. To be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish. See, he's going to Genesis now. I want them to understand the power of dominion. And I'll give them something they never thought they could have, which is Christ in them, the hope of glory. In other words, not on them or around them like I did with the angels. But I'm going to put my
0: name in them.
4: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: You see, his name is in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's why it's called, uh, we call Christians or Christmas.
3: So if you're taking notes, ultra- you see how he snuck that in. Now remember, this is a this is a Christmas program. He snuck Christian with Christmas. How did Christmas and Christian come together? I done a, I done a history on Christmas the other day and and you should understand what Christmas means. First of all, it's not a Jesus holiday. It's not Jesus birthday, but I'm not going to get into that. Just go back and listen to those, those uh, topics and all subjects i talked about and I've done a study on that on Christmas, but how he snuck in Christian and Christmas. Remember believers was first called Christians and think Acts 11 under the ministry of Paul. Christians just mean they was Christ-like or followers and believe in the way of what Jesus taught, them, his death, burial, and his resurrection. Christ-like has nothing to do with Christmas. Christmas was a name made up, see, by the pagans. Is the, the uh the correct way to say it Christ must because it was, it was it was uh, uh the the the, the the ritual was a Saturn God that was worshipped on December twenty-fifth. And to appease the believers, to appease the the Christians or the followers of Christ with the pagans, they just put Christ in front of Saturn and made it Christmas. So what Jesse's talking about, I have no idea. Christians and Christmas has nothing to do with each other. And I'm sure he have an explanation for that, but you got to listen to that. When people add stuff to it, it's called allegories. It's called adding something that's not there. He does that a lot.
5: Note: Write this down. We are the desire of God's heart because we are Jesus's gift. Think about that. Next time you look in the mirror, you don't like the way you look. Look you through see, them,
3: Jesse. Them they make everything about them. They make everything about us. When you listen to Joe Osteen it's always about what God wanted to do for us. Now, you say, Joe, ain't nothing wrong with that. But if you listen to their message long enough, first of all, it's not biblical. Second of all, it's never really lifting up Christ. It's always what Christ want to do for us. Remember, watch that. The majority of the messages is mainly snuffed on what Jesus is going to do for us. And, you know, God has a desire for us, 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 us. What about we having a desire for him? We cannot do nothing without Christ. But Jesse never always reverses it like there's so much about us, which is if, you, if you're young in the faith and don't understand the Bible or you don't study the Bible, you would think nothing is wrong with that. So that's why I'm explaining it like that, okay? Remember, it's all about Christ. You know, it's all about Christ, what he done.
5: Through the eyes of Christ, because Jesus has never given his father a bad gift. You see, because you're completely covered with that grace of God that's on you. And all that you've ever done has been washed away by the blood of the lamb. And this all happened before mankind was created. A lamb led to the slaughter before the foundations of the earth. That's Revelation 13 verse 8. So when you understand, then you'll understand the book of Isaiah chapter 9 I want to read verse.
3: And listen to this. Listen very closely. These for the believers. And whoever, if you're not a believer, you're not going to catch this too much, but I'm going to try to explain the best way I can. Listen to how he used two different dispensations, two different scriptures. They don't have no one don't have nothing to do with the other one. If you don't read your Bible, I mean, if you don't study your Bible rightly divided, you will not catch this. Okay. I don't expect you to. I can understand it. I give you a pass on that. But I'm just trying to explain it now. Look how he used these two scriptures. And I want you to write these down. If you have a pen or paper, they have nothing to do with the other. But look at this blaspheming thing he says in Isaiah. Now, if you don't catch this, something is wrong because it's playing out there. And you should know this is not true. Okay. But let me let you listen to it. And we go from there
5: verse 6, for unto us, Isaiah 9, verse 6, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Yet the book of Ephesians Chapter 5, verse 1 says, Be ye therefore imitators of God as dear children. So, when I look at...
3: Okay, you see, Isaiah 9 and 6, then he go to Ephesians. Two different dispensations. Two different programs. Okay, Isaiah is dealing with the kingdom. is dealing with Israel. The one he quoted in Ephesians is dealing with the body of Christ, Gentiles. They don't go together. But he's going to put it together, but look... Listen to his pitch. Listen to his interpretation. And he sneaks it up in there and nobody in his audience seems to catch it because it sounds so good. And this is going to be his defense and his reason to say what he's going to say now. Listen carefully.
5: I look at Isaiah 9, 6. Where is the government now? It's on us. The government of the world is on mankind. And because we're made in God's image and in God's likeness, you can call us wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, Christ in us, the everlasting Father, woo, the Prince of Peace.
3: Did you hear that? Now you now, is something wrong with me? Did you hear what he just said? What rightfully belongs to Christ. Counselor, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Jesse said, "That's us, since we are the image of God." He's going with Ephesians and Isaiah nine. Remember that. Pay attention, since we are the image. This is his definition of the image: that whatever Jesus was called, that's the that's the church too. He looks at the church as the Kingdom Church and the Body of Christ. Which is another false doctrine. See, you understand I'm saying now, all of a sudden, we're the Prince of Peace with the counselor? See, first mistake. Context. Who was the author? The author was Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet of God, he was prophesying. Who was the audience? The audience is Israel. Strictly Israel. Okay? And I'm going to read that. I'm going to let him fail a few bit more because I can't stomach a lot. <laughs> but I'm going to read those chapters. You know who God is talking to through Isaiah. He's talking to Israel. He's not talking to the body of Christ. He's not talking to the church. He's talking about Israel, what they must do. Okay, remember that. He's not talking to us. He's not saying that we should call ourselves the prince of peace. To that's blasphemy, man. That's No, that's not for us. But that's part of... Them, that's what they think, because remember, like I said earlier through this broadcast, they believe that they are little gods. They believe they're little gods. That's why they preach like they preach. Okay, let me let them finish.
5: That's what it means to be the gift that Jesus gave to you. So when you are a gift of God, it gives you the ability to act like God. People get irritated when we act like God. But if we don't, then we're acting like somebody else. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Be you therefore
3: imitating no. your
5: fathers, dear children. So when you understand that, that's why I live here on earth like I'd be in heaven. I truly am living the Our Father prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
3: Okay. Here's about the fall he made a lot of mistakes, but the one says open, here's another one. He say he lives by the Our Father. Remember, Our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be Thy name. He don't have to go all the way through. Hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now he's going to add that and say it has to do with the blessings or whatever or whatever happens in heaven. He's going to go further. Let me let let, let, me, let me let him finish first, and then I'm going to break this down so you can see where he's wrong at. Thy
5: kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where? as it is where. So when you go to heaven, are there is there any debt? Is there any jealousy? Is there any envy? Is there any strife? Is there any age? Oh, Jesus. So how come I cannot live here because I am a gift that Jesus gave to his father like when I get there physically?
3: You see how he just told it up? He put all that into that one little verse, like they do. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This prayer, first of all, was for the Jews. It was for the disciples because they asked Jesus, How should we pray? Remember, this prayer is for them preparing for the kingdom that's coming down on earth. It ain't about going to heaven. Okay. He's mixing everything up. He's mixing two dispensations, putting two dispensations into one package. Like Les Feldick said one time, you know, you're putting everything together and, all, and when you eat it, all of a sudden you, th- you wonder why you're throwing up because they don't mix. But nobody, I ain't going to say nobody, but a lot of congregations and a lot of listeners will not catch that because he says it so smoothly. But if you're not a rightly divider Bible studier, you wouldn't catch that. That prayer has nothing to do with regular prayer for the body of Christ. You got to go with the author context, the when and the why and the where that prayer was like that. It wasn't for a regular prayer. Jesus was told them to pray this way and this way. Many people call it the Lord's Prayer. That's not the Lord's Prayer. Okay? If you want to hear the Lord pray, go to John 17 when he prayed to God. Now, that's Jesus really praying right there. This is not the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven. This is just a, a manuscript that God. Jesus God is given to Israel because remember, Israel's kingdom is on earth. They're going to reign on earth. Give us this day our daily bread, just like it is in heaven on earth. That means they're looking for the things that's going to go on on earth. They got to go through the tribulation. They got to get prepared. They went through all that through the matter in the days of Moses, whatever like that. So it has nothing to do with the church, the body of Christ. He's just telling them what the things they must do. To get a preparation for their kingdom on earth. See? So Jesse put that all together. He put that with the image. He's mixing verses together. A few verses and then I put a lot of things add. A lot of feel good stuff with it. I call it feeling good because when you start feeling good and your ears start itching, it's like a hypnosis. You don't hear nothing but how God want to make you feel good. Everything is beautiful. But you also will notice Jesse number is the only one really prospering they basically the only ones that's really prospering and making a lot of money with their books and all this other false stuff they teach. It ain't got nothing to do with they giving. I'm not saying he don't give. He probably give more than I don't know what, but it ain't got nothing to do with him being wealthy. His wealth comes from his books and with the things he teach or whatever like that. you know. But let me let me get into that. I don't know his motives and where all his wealth comes from, but I know it ain't because he, he's, he's this super giver or he's a super preacher. Okay, let me continue.
5: You see what I'm saying? That's what it means to be an imitator. I
3: hear of God. what you're saying.
5: Jesus did not come so we could know about the Father. Jesus came that we might know the Father. You see, my daughter Jody doesn't know about me, she knows me. The Father God doesn't know about me, He knows me. And I don't know about him. I know him.
3: Yeah, he knows about I you I too. Know he knows about us. <laughs>
5: I have believed. I'm possessed. This is grace that I am a gift of God to the Father. My Lord, maybe I ought to preach more partners. <laughs> when you understand
3: as a gift of God, now that message, that little little thing he just—maybe I ought to do another partner message. Remember, the message, this is supposed to be a message that God told him he wanted him to preach. So, in other words, it was so good, it impressed God. So, God wanted him to preach it. Another lie. See, see he say things like that. God's so impressed, he wants you to preach that. Not salvation. Not the gospel like Paul preaches or nothing like that, but a feel-good, you know, partnered message. You know, no, no, that's not God, man. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm letting y'all hear this because it, it gets under my skin, man. I, I used to be a word of faith follower, man. I used to believe that type of stuff. I always have my little doubts, but I used to walk in this stuff. I used to believe the word of faith teaching, man. I, I really did. I'm going to let you listen to a little more and then a, a little more, and that's my country coming out, and then I'm going to go from there.
5: Oh, you must be love and action joy in action peace in action that's what the Christmas spirit is love in action joy in action peace in action I'm not telling you to write these things down if you'd have been a partner you'd have got the letter see that's the Christmas spirit if you notice people are a lot nicer around the Christmas you see them walking around them all before they would just walk by and just look at you and smile Merry Christmas Some don't really know what they're saying. They'll say, happy holiday. This is more than a holiday. This is a living reality. So it's amazing how people totally react. Why? Because that's love in action. That's joy in action. That's peace in action. That's acting like God because you are God's gift that Jesus gave to you. See, we must follow the word as this as this gift not not misguided opinions of it. We must follow the word as this gift, not misguided opinions of people who don't know the word or accept the word or obey the word.
3: You hear that now, I guess he the only want to know the word and accept the word and obey the word so what he, he he's deceiving people. What he's saying, because he know the word, you know, he's the stuff. He knows the word. Now, he was explaining early about how people show happiness and love and joy. Oh, Christmas. That's true. Well, that don't mean you a gift of God. You got the unsaved that does that. You got the unbeliever that does that. You got people that worship Christmas for paganism, and they know the real meaning that shows that type of love and smile and enjoy love like that. That don't mean they have the love of God in them. It don't take much to be happy, love, and feel good around people. You, unsaved people do that more than Christians. So that ain't no sign that they are a gift from God. So you got to listen to these things, you know. Don't just throw it away, you know. You got to listen to what he's saying. He getting it to, you know— you, in other words you know he knows the word of God he knows the Bible so if you don't in other words seem like he if you ain't believing what he's saying you don't read your Bible. no we don't read your Bible or I don't read your Bible like you read it Jesse. I rightly divide the word of God. what Jesse reads out of the Bible is mostly stories. it's all about him. it's all about us. remember we are the gift. It's, remember, it ain't like Jesus is a gift. It's, we are the gift, so it's focused on us. If you listen to Jesse the Planness, if you listen to the Creflo's, if you listen to the Joel Osteen's, you listen to the Kenneth Copeland's and a lot of these faith teachers, they are so self-centered when it comes to the gospel of Christ. If they read a few scriptures out of the Bible. At least he reads more than... uh. Joel Osteen, even though he tears them up, Joel Osteen don't touch the Bible quite at all. He might quote a few scriptures, ain't got nothing to do with nothing what he's talking about. It's called exegesis. It's called eisegesis. Okay, it's called you adding, you putting things that's not fair. You're trying, you're 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 teaching a, uh, a audience with itching ears. The Bible talks about that in Second Timothy. See, a lot of things that Jesse is doing, the Bible talks against. Let me say that again. A lot of things that uh, Jesse Duplantis is teaching and his his format and his style, the Bible is against. See, I remember somebody said something about Jesse when Jesse was talking about that new airplane he wanted to buy. And you had a reporter out there questioning them about how they feel about Jesse and that airplane. And those people got upset and I'm not saying that they're doing this, but it's easy to get caught up in worshiping your pastor. You don't think your pastor is wrong. You're afraid to even question your pastor. You look at your pastor, because Jesse is so prosperous. He's And he probably does a lot for his church. He probably don't charge no one. How? Wh- why should he charge anyone? He He's rich. He makes a lot of money anyway. He don't have to charge nobody to come to their church. But he slept in and said, voice well, he's still at the end of this... Uh, Bro I don't charge nobody, but, like uh, you know, I we still collect offerings. <laughs> Who do offerings go to? Now, it might go to the church, wherever he's preaching that, or it might go to their ministry. See, you have to watch that Jesse Duplantis is a prosperity feel-good minister. He don't preach the true word of God. Now, I usually don't say that about people too much, but when they stand out like a sore thumb, I'm gonna call you out. I used to be a big Jesse Duplantis follower till I found out it has got lies a lot. People say he just exaggerate. Yeah, you exaggerate is a lie. You can exaggerate in a story that'll make you a lie, but when you exaggerate the majority of the time, you open your mouth, you're a liar. You're lying. And it's how Jesse is. Even when he just talking before the sermon starts, even at the end of the sermon, when he's talking with his wife, he can't wait to talk. He's looking at her, can't wait, for, see like he can't wait for her to be quiet so he can say something. He loves hearing himself. And it's just the truth. And this is not a put down, put down, this is just a fact. This is just a fact. Let me let you listen to a little more then I'm going to end it.
5: You see, people that are against prosperity don't know the word. Don't shout me down. Because what are you going to do when you get to heaven and you're going to have to go in a mansion? Oh, my
3: God. People that don't believe in the prosperity don't know the word. You see how he puts you kind of down when you differ from what he's teaching? When you... Oh, man, I can get out into this because he took prosperity up. And I can get some scriptures in the Bible. I can go all through the Bible. What Jesse teach about prosperity ain't biblical. And it's, it's not biblical. So, Jesse... I hate to say it, but you don't know the word or you just pepping the word for prosperity, for gain. I don't know which one it is, but it's sure looking like you're just doing it for gain because you're not going people because they, they're against prosperity message. No, they're not, they against false teaching. That's what I'm against. That's what people against, false prosperity teaching. God ain't got nothing against you prospering, but we are against false prosperity teaching which is what you do.
5: Uh, Where's my trailer? The FEMA people will be able to be in heaven, but not FEMA trailers. Because in my father's house. Listen to this. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? See, so people have misguided opinions about the word when they should be believing the word, but they don't, obeying the word, but they don't, my God, are accepting the word. So Jesus said, by his stripes you were healed. But I am sick, I'm not denying that you're sick. I'm not denying that you feel bad. What I'm denying is, it's right to affect me. Now,
3: well, you have to slow up on that because we grew up and we was taught that when uh the, when isaiah talks about you know jesus took our wounds and by his stripes we are healed that message was always taught that it was meaning that you are healed you can't get sick you know because jesus took your sickness and everything like that that's why they, that's why jesse named- in zone, auto zone. welcome
2: to autozone what are you working on today
3: Restrictions apply. I don't preach ministers about that a lot because that's you you're not supposed to get sick, you're not to get supposed to be healed. I mean you're supposed to always be healed or et cetera, et cetera, like that. But he kind of cleaned it up right there. He said, I'm not saying that you don't get sick or hurt like that. No, but you used to preach that message. But you know people still get sick, people still dying, people are not getting healed, and they standing on that verse, which ain't got nothing to do with that. That's an Israel message for the nation of Israel, not miraculous healing for the church. That was a nation for Israel by his stripes. The nation of Israel is healed. Okay. From their ways, from their blasphemer, from all they went through. It ain't got nothing to do with miraculous healing. That is a covering for the body of Christ or the church. He mixes everything together. See, he plays with the verses, he plays the scriptures. And if you don't study your word, you won't know that. Okay. okay I messed up uh okay. but they Here we go. don't,
5: my God are accepting the word. so Jesus said by his stripes you were healed but I am sick I'm not denying that you're sick. I'm not denying that you feel bad. what I'm denying is it's right to affect me. Now, if you want to go to
3: Whatever that means. He not denying that I'm sick or you sick. He not denying that you feel bad. But remember, by his stripes you are healed. In other words, you just put up with it, but it's okay. Jesse, you're not making no sense, bro. You know, he kind of had to back up on that. He got stuck. See, a lot of people won't catch that, but I pay attention. You know, and I think a lot of believers need to do that.
5: Heaven, you can die heavy. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. Or you might want to hang around for the rapture. Yes. Yes. Because did Jesus say in St. John 14?
3: Now, is death and life the power of the tongue? If you speak about death and life, you go die. If you speak about life, you go live life. Catch that now. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. No, that's not a true statement. God is the author of death and life. You can't speak God of taking your life just as much as you can't speak God of making your life better. So that's kind of a law of attraction. You heard of that 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 sect that witchcraft law of attraction? That's kind of that law of attraction thing. You can speak things into existence and you can speak yourself of being poor. See? Now the mind is powerful. Telekinesis and stuff like that, the mind is powerful. But what Jesse is saying so I don't like to misquote nobody you know he might say well all he said was the power of the, of the tongue is life and death is that true is that in the Bible if it is let me know and I bet you I can I ain't gonna bet cause I don't bet if that verse is in the Bible anywhere I'm sure it's only used it's used out of context and it's probably a whole chapter that breaks that down why it was said but I don't know if I don't think it's in the Bible I don't know but I know that's the sanity. I was sent that death is, and life is in the tongue. And it has nothing to do with what Jesse is talking about. You know, let's continue.
5: Verses 12, 13, and 14. Where he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also? And greater than these shall he do, because I go to my Father? And then he said, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, and then that wonderful last verse, if you shall ask anything in my name, is the rapture a thing? Is the rapture a journey?
3: Okay, first of all, here, all right, let me break this down. He's quoting. The scripture says, very, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. First of all, Who's the author? Who's talking? Jesus. Who is he talking to? The Jews. He's talking to Israel. He's talking to the disciples and the followers. What program are they under? They're under the kingdom program. So you have to believe Jesus in his name. You have to believe in the name of Jesus So anything they ask for in his name. These things shall come to pass. Yes, that's true. But it wasn't for the church, the body of Christ. It was for Israel. It wasn't for you and I today, because that program is the kingdom program. Okay? Then it says, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That is also true, but it's for the kingdom program. Now, those verses are true. Now, he added the rapture in there. The rapture is not in nowhere in the kingdom program. When you say ask anything in my name, when do I mean, ain't nobody asked for the rapture. Jesse, I don't know where you're going, sir. I just don't know where you're going, bro. You know, the rapture ain't got nothing to do with that verse. The rapture ain't got nothing to do with those passages. Okay? And I'm just letting y'all know it does not. Let me let it continue. I want y'all to understand that that's the kingdom program. That's true. What he's quoting is true, but it ain't got nothing to do with him or the church today. It has to do with the nation Israel. Signs, wonders, healing came through the disciples. Remember, it didn't work through all Israel either. Everybody didn't have all the signs. Everybody didn't do all the miracles. It was just certain ones that done it, mainly the disciples who also became the apostles and the book of Acts. So that was for them. You ain't doing that today. The majority of the believers ain't asking anything and it's happening They might fool themselves thinking it is, but the majority of people know it's not happening. So either you a liar or God a liar. And I know it ain't God. That's all I got to say.
5: I will do it. Not hoping it's going to work, and maybe so and shoot the dice. That's the gospel casino. Gospel casino. Learned misguided opinions. Think about that for a minute. Every day should be a celebration of Jesus in our life. People get mad at me because I have joy in action. What are you doing celebrating me?
3: The gift. Sir, brother, I don't think people get mad at you because of your joy. People ain't got nothing against your joy. They got something against your lying and your exaggerating. And your misquoting scriptures. I believe the majority of people got a problem with that. Your message. Your message. That's what people got a problem with. It ain't your joy. I don't think it is. I could be wrong, but I don't think people got a problem with you against your joy. I like your joy. I like your up, man. I ain't got nothing against that. You make me laugh. But once I learned that your message is not right, and the way you just... Use two programs. You just use the scriptures for your own gain and good. That's what I have a problem with. And you use joy. You say it's your joy because you so blessed. God is blessing you. You have such a close relationship for God and you are blessed. Joy doesn't mean you happen to run jumping around and happen smiling all the time. That don't mean joy. Joy is like an inner peace. People are happy a lot. I got to know a lot of uh, people that's happy going to hell. So it ain't got nothing to do with your joy, sir. It got to do with your message. That's how what beer does, okay? I love your joy, I love your output, but that'll make you a man of God. That'll even be you saved.
5: That Jesus gave his father. Yeah. Kathy gave me a wonderful gift. Her name was Jody. Amen. That's the best gift I ever got in my life physically here. Was my daughter Jody. Then Jody acted just like her mama. <laughs> and gave me another gift a grandchild Hmm. and you can't tell me Jody's not my gift you can't tell me that Meredith is not my gift and you can't tell me I am not the gift to the father given by Jesus Christ himself do you see that So think about that for a minute. Every day should be a celebration of Jesus in our life. You see, your mindset should always be to keep the faith. That is making the will of the Father our priority. See, the reason
3: why I do what I do is I keep. Okay, I said earlier he wasn't reading notes. That was my mistake right there. He does have some note, uh, a sheet of paper notes. I try to get somebody to do and he does have some notes. So he he practiced for this. He trained for this. So I was wrong about that. But he's so good at what he do, you know, far as that, he don't use notes a lot. But I can see that he has some type of uh, note or some type of, you know, notes are good. You know, or if you're going to teach, you're going to minister and everything, as long as they are biblical, you know, far as that. But the majority of the time, it's coming out of his heart and out of his mouth It's certain uh, hits or certain uh uh, how you how how would you say that? When it's a certain number that you're on, you got to look at it. Okay, what I'm going to what where do I go from here? Were you are reading notes. A lot of times I don't read notes. It comes from my heart, or I try to remember. But sometimes I do need to read notes because especially when it comes to scriptures and stuff. Because I don't like to misquote scriptures. And sometimes when I listen to some of my podcasts, you know, not only do I mispronounce words, <laughs> but I misquote scriptures. And I don't do that purposely. I'm not trying to mislead nobody. I just mislead, misquote scriptures, and I need to do better and have something wrote down. So I don't want to mislead no one. So I do do that sometimes, but I don't do it purposely like a lot of these ministers do. That's all I'm saying. Let me let them finish up.
5: The faith. I could not operate this ministry, Glenn, unless I kept the faith. We spend too much money every day. The millions and millions and millions of dollars that goes through this ministry. Not million. Not five million. Not five million. Not 10 million, not 15 million, not 20 million. I'm talking millions and millions about going out to preach this gospel. And watch this. This gift is free. Amen. That's why I don't charge when I go preach the gospel. I will receive an offering because people want to give. But it's not to meet my the expenses. I do that.
3: See how fast you throw that in? I don't charge. When I go to ministries, a lot of ministers don't charge, but I do take offerings because people want to give. <laughs> See, people wanna give. They don't give, but you know, you don't know, use you, you start taking up the offering. And then a lot of people, I believe, expect you to take up an offering anyway. It's almost like they hypnotize to give because that's what your message is about. It's about the dollar.
2: Get in zone, auto zone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today?
3: Some want to give because they don't know no better, or some give because they feel they have to because they believe they're not going to prosper if they don't give. So you he, he got the clean. you try trying to slide it through, but you're not sliding it through me, Jesse. I don't charge nobody, and you probably don't, but I do uh, accept offerings. Won't prove by going to a ministry and don't charge and don't accept offerings. You might say it's a sin. <laughs> you might say it's or you might say yeah, this is for your church and it just might be, but you got to watch that because you said people want it if they want to give, let them just give yes, there's nothing wrong with that we sh- we should give to our church you know, we should not, we shouldn't muzzle the ox that treads out the wheat as Apostle Paul talked, you know a-, a minister is worthy of their true message, Now I'm saying it in a layman terms, I so don't know what you think I'm misquoting, but Paul is talking about sound doctrine, not false doctrine. You ain't worthy of nothing if you're preaching and teaching false doctrine. Paul talked about sound doctrine. You're not talking about anybody that's preaching and teaching and pastoring. That's treading out the You know, he's talking about sound doctrine, not any type of doctrine. So a lot of ministries that used that, But no, we don't. Support no false teaching. We don't support. We not support the. We not su- supposed to support false doctrine. So let's get that straight now. All right. I'm going to end it with that because it's pretty long. I I can't listen to no more because you get the facial expressions like he's are so anointing Well, Jesse, I'm sorry, brother. I have not I have not you like that, man, because it's up to us. And the Apostle Paul done the same thing, not in this so much of this format. But if you're preaching and teaching false doctrine, you need to be exposed. Not only for the people so they won't get led astray, but for yourself to bring you to the Bible calls repentance, a change of your mind. Okay? To get you to change to what you're doing. See? That's what this is all about. You need to be exposed in your face, which you probably, I don't know if you have or not, and if you don't change your ways or change your mind, or you like to say repent, as long as you know repent just means changing your mind, okay, changing what you're doing. You need to change that. That's what you know, this expose, this exposure, what I'm doing, speaking for myself, is for whoever listens to this. Some people will listen, to some most people not going to listen to this. They go know what I when I put it out there. It's just it's amazing how many people just don't want to hear true doctrine no more, man. A lot of people don't want to hear sound doctrine no more. They don't even know what sound doctrine means. They are stuck in their traditions. Many people will follow Jesse the planets till they die. They will follow Kenneth Kenneth Copeland till they die. They'll follow the Joel Osteens till they die. Now, I'm not saying everything they say is wrong. I'm not even saying they're not saved. I'm not going to say that God only knows that, but but I can. The Bible is always true. Even Jesus talked about the fruits, and that goes in both both dispensations. When you openly get confronted about what you are teaching is wrong and you keep on doing it, even when it comes to salvation, that just tells me, or just give, that just lead me toward the way, man, you might not be saved. You might just be a straight up false teacher. See, that's why I'm careful when I say that, calling somebody a false, because if you are a false prophet and and you know people came to you and tried to talk to you and say, man, what you're saying is not really wrong. You know, blah, blah, blah. You need to change just a little bit or somebody come. Some people come. Paul came strong. He didn't sugarcoat. He didn't he didn't baby long. He told you when you were saying something wrong or whatever. That's it you know, but if someone tried to talk to you, Jesse, and they probably dove through emails or you, I'm sure you've seen them. Uh, talk about you on YouTube many times and you get stronger. You either are ignorant or you just possessed or you didn't gave your spirit or you just wasn't saved and Satan just got you, man, like Copeland and all them. Something is not right because you continue to say God told me this. I got, a, got an issue with people talk about God said this. You putting God in your lies. And people are confused about God. God I say that. How come it ain't never happening to me? God I talk to you like that? Man, what am I doing? People try to be like Jesse. They try to be like Joe. People are depressed and stressed out because they're confused because they've been told lies, false doctrine, false teaching. I'm not saying everything I teach is wrong, but God knows, and I can say this, God knows I try to teach his word the best way I can, even with my mistakes. I try to teach the best way I can, but I don't teach false doctrine. If I say something wrong, it's not purposely, and I mess up on my podcast. I don't know what my words, but even on my certain scriptures, I mess up, but I don't do it purposely. I can listen to my podcast and see a lot of mistakes that I make, but I can see a lot of good, too, and I try to correct myself. You know, because that's the way it is. You got a perfect Holy Spirit working through an imperfect vessel. But try to teach the God's Word like God's Word wants you to teach it. Rightly divided, okay? That's what I want you to hear. Be careful, everybody. I want you to listen to that. Be a Berean. Be like the Bereans. You're not going to be a Berean, but be like the Bereans. They searched the Scriptures to see what Paul and the others were saying was true. Be a Bible studier. Study the word of God. Search the scriptures. Don't just be so naive and a baby and gung ho and have your famous preachers. Nothing wrong with following ministers and preachers. That's good. But make sure they're teaching sound doctrine, the correct word of God and the true gospel. And you're not going to know that if you, you're not going to know if they teach the true gospel if you don't know the true gospel. If you don't know the sound doctrine, if you don't know the difference between prophecy and mystery, if you don't know the difference between the two programs, the kingdom program and the gospel of the grace program, you are easy target by Satan for deception. Okay. This is Joseph Brownlee. I hope you got something out of this. I have a lot of stuff I'm going to get into, you know. And I'm going to talk about, I'm going to teach about certain things and I'm going to have others on audio teach different things in the future on Body of Christ, Real Talk and Connecting the Dots. So stay tuned. Lord's willing next year. I will be getting into other things. I'm still searching to get into radio. And I'm going to get into other things. You know, radio is just something I think I would do. I would get into that if I'm just full time and not working and do do ministry. My goal and my heart's desire is is to do full time ministry. Full time. You know, that I won't have to worry about finances and stuff like that. That's my main goal. And I believe I am called to do that. Full time ministry. But if that never happened, now you could be called and you still never do it. But my point is, that's my call. That's my goal to do full-time ministry. The Holy Spirit didn't come down and say, Joseph, I want you to do full. No, but it's within my spirit. It's a desire. It's all right. It's okay to have a desire. It's okay to have a desire to do the ministry of God. That don't mean he supernaturally told you to do it, but it's okay. He approves of it if you have a desire. Just don't neglect everything else, but it's okay to have a desire. So, therefore, I have a desire to do full-time ministry, okay? God bless you all. This is Joseph Browning Be looking forward. I will be looking forward to helping and teaching anyone that want to come on my show and they have something to talk about, but it got to be biblical. It got to be the right stuff. Now, not anything, you know, I'm not here to debate or nothing like that. That's You go to some other show and do that. But the thing is, I will welcome you. And we could talk, even if it's not the Bible, when it comes to body of Christ, real talk, we just have some fun, just talk, let's joke, let love each other and just, you know, talk about some different things, business or whatever, hobby, whatever we want to talk about. Body of Christ is open up to that real talk, but it's going to come back to one thing, a biblical Perspective. Okay. God bless you all, love y'all. Salvation is Jesus' gift for himself. God gave us to Jesus as a gift. Jesus did not give us to God. Now they all go in one. It ain't he makes it sound like that God gave Jesus a gift and Jesus gave it back to God. Now that that sounds good, but is it biblical? See, Jesus is God. God is Jesus, the son of God. See, we are a God gave us as a gift for Jesus, his son. OK, everything comes to perspective in the fullness of time. All right. We're going to be in a heavy places with the triune, with the Godhead. See. All right. So God bless you all. The only way to be saved today is is believing what Jesus done, his death, burial, and resurrection, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. If you believe what Jesus done, his death, his burial, and the ultimate salvation is when he was resurrected. Believe that and really believe it in your heart and receive it. You will be saved. God bless you all. Body of Christ, real Talk. Love you all. Peace out. Real joy and laughter when it comes to laughter. Now, I know it's the difference between joy and laughter. Joy doesn't mean you laugh all the time. It's more anything. It's more of a peace. But this is straight out peace, joy, and laughter. Happiness all together from this innocent little baby. God bless you all. Laugh out, baby. Oh, wrong one. No, I didn't mean to hit that one. Because <laughs> you could barely hear that. Fingers moving too hard. Yeah but that's a good that's a true saying but laugh out baby this is one one I wanted to hit
1: <laughs>
3: God bless y'all peace out love y'all